Welcome to the Women Who Lead podcast, a place where we celebrate, connect, and develop every woman in her leadership journey. Thanks for coming along. Well, hello, friends. Thanks for coming back to listen here on the Women Who Lead podcast. I'm Lisa Potter, your host, and today I'm really excited to have a special guest with us. Her name is Julie Seals, and Julie is an ordained minister um, and a prison evangelist, a uh, popular keynote speaker for women's conferences and uh, ministry events, church services. But having left her life as a drug addict and a dealer behind, Julie um, is now a hope dealer. I love that. And as she inspires and challenges people from all walks of life to encounter, know, and live for Jesus, that's kind of at the heart of what she does. And she's the co-founder um, of Her Hope Recovery Ministry that she founded in 2022. So that ministry's pretty young. Um, married to a prison chaplain, Mike and Julie, welcome to the Women Who Lead podcast. Thank you so much, Lisa. It is so good to be here with you, and I've been looking forward to speaking with you. Oh, well, hey, I told our listeners a little bit about you, but anything else you'd like to add to that? Oh, gosh. Well, I ab- actually have a brand new team uh, that I am taking into the women's prison in Ocala, Florida. I am just starting a partnership with the Empowered Masters Commission uh, students. It's for young women between the ages of 18 and 25. And they are getting cleared by the Department of Corrections and coming into prison with me. And it's impacting their young lives so much that they are going back to church after ministering to women in prison and getting baptized and saying, this is it. I'm in ministry for life. So I am now raising up young ladies to go into prison. And that is brand new and exciting. Oh, that's wonderful, Julie. And that's what we're about at Women Who Lead. We are all about uh, raising up the next generation and passing batons. And so, oh, I love that you're doing that. But um, I'm really excited about your book that's out, All My Hope. Uh, It's your testimony about finding God. And it really could be a movie. Uh, So... (laughs) We we know that, but could you summarize for us, like briefly, how you ended up in your lowest place and um, found Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yeah, so I'll give you the sixty second nutshell version. Okay, I was born with spina bifida, and I was supposed to die when I was born. When I didn't, I ended up having neurological issues and complications. And that resulted in me losing the feeling in both of my feet by the time I was 12 years old. And then I had ulcers that would get very infected on the bottom of my left foot. And I ended up having my leg amputated, my left leg, when I was 28 years old. Mm. Along the way, I got involved with the wrong people. I grew up in Southern California, started heading down the wrong path and got very addicted to alcohol and crystal methamphetamine. At the very lowest point in my life, I was living as a fugitive on the run in Ensenada, Mexico, in a house on the ocean. I was so high I couldn't talk, and the Mexican federales were raiding my house because I had a meth lab in my bathroom. Wow. Yeah. It was in the middle of that insane 
movie plot life that I just realized one day the grief and the pain and the agony. I'd lost my leg. My dad had died. I had my son taken away from me when he was four years old. And in this holy moment in the living room of that home in Mexico, the Holy Spirit pulled blinders off of my eyes. And in a moment, I saw that I was a sinner in need of a savior. And I cried out to God to rescue me. Hmm. The next day, I was crossing the border, an international border with four pounds of crystal meth duct taped around my waist. And instead of going all the way across, I ended up walking up to a U.S. Marshal with a gun and I told her what I was doing and I turned myself in. Wow. All within 24 hours of like that. Yeah. The prayer. Yes. And he did. He put me in federal prison in San Diego. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's a powerful story of the grace of God. And, um, you hitting rock bottom and God just coming in and changing your life. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, you, you had to have had a previous knowledge of Jesus Christ, right? Uh, before I, you got addicted to drugs and stuff. Yeah, so I, I believed in God, but I did not grow up in a household where my parents went to church. However, my older sister was a born again Christian and she sat me on her bed when I was 15 and had me say the sinner's prayer and explained that I had to be born again. And I didn't understand it at the time, but after I was arrested and in prison, all of a sudden that seed that was planted when I was a teenager just came alive. And I understood that Jesus was exactly who I needed. Mm, mm, I love it. God is so faithful in that way. And um, just reaching, you know, we hear it, but it is a picture of God reaching down, you Mm -hmm. know, you were at rock bottom and, um, and releasing you from those strongholds uh, and, and all of that. So why are you sharing your story with the world? Is this the first time you've shared it in a written form like this? Um, well, I had written it out about 17 years ago, um, with my husband's testimony combined, and we have been sending little copies of that into prisons. It's like 10 pages. It's just this little nutshell, but it is the first time I've written a book. God told me to write it. Um, I told him that if he let me out of prison, I'd spend the rest of my life going back in. And instead of doing 17 years to life, I ended up doing 22 months in prison because the judge said he saw something different in me. Mm -hmm. And yes, this is the very first time I have written my entire story. And the vision that God gave me, Lisa, is to get copies of it. I actually have it in my hands right now. Beautiful. Yes, I will send you one. But but God gave me an assignment to get copies of this book into every state prison, federal prison, county jail, juvenile detention facility, and teen challenge substance abuse recovery home in the nation and ultimately around the world. And right now, I have a friend who's a pastor, and she took 20 copies to Uganda on a missions trip and she is going into Uganda prisons as we speak, Mm -hmm. giving this book to prisoners in Uganda. And 
when I tell you that God has been blowing my mind because of one little act of obedience in the pages of this book, me saying, yes, I will write the book. Yes, I will take that step of faith. I have been weeping for the past three weeks, overwhelmed Mm -hmm. at the goodness. Yeah. And it is about obedience, isn't it? It's about saying yes. Yes. It's about saying yes, even when we're afraid. Um, In fact, especially when we're afraid, because I think God usually asks us to do things that in the natural, we're like, well, who am I to do something like that? Or that's too scary, God, or I don't have time, or someone else already wrote a book about that. But God has a purpose and a plan with our yes and with our story and the doors that are unlocked when we step out in faith. It's like the parting of the Red Sea. Yeah. And um, we talk a lot at Women Who Lead about the power of our story and, um, you know, going back and asking ourselves, like, what type of, how did you grow up and what type of people formed you and what was your life? But the connection, the reason we do that is because what we find is exactly what you're doing that the pain of our past becomes the hope of our future and our present. It becomes how God uses us, right? And um, you're now in prison ministry. You married a prison chaplain. Um, you're, you're in there rescuing the men and the women who are have the same strongholds that you've lived through. Yeah. So um, your subtitle, I love it, because like the name of the book is All My Hope, And the subtitle is A Prisoner No More. Uh, What does that mean to you? I mean, connected to your story, like a prisoner no more. Well, I was a prisoner for years to addiction and depression and self-hatred and the cycle of domestic violence and so many things. And I was not on the inside of a physical prison. But when I gave my life to Jesus inside of a prison, and I knew I was forgiven and he came in and made me a new person. I felt a physical weight break off of me. I felt something physical and, and I was freer on the inside of that prison than I had ever been in my whole life. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, um, you know, you were in a physical prison and I can't imagine that. And so I'm just, Thank you for telling your story. Thank you for being willing to open up and be transparent and share about that. But, you know, even if we've as we've not been in a, a literal prison, um, the enemy keeps us prisoner and he keeps us held back um, from doing what God has called us to do. And you listed out a bunch of those fear, anxiety, depression, uh, you know, low self-esteem whatever it is, but it keeps us saying no instead of yes. Mm -hmm. And it's really important for us to be reminded of that. Um, And so instead of fear, there's hope, right? Yes. And you call yourself a hope dealer. You're like, I'm not a drug dealer anymore. I'm a hope dealer. And uh, what does that mean for you? Well, we carry the hope of Jesus, the hope of the gospel on the inside of us. And for so many years, anything that came out of me was 
of the enemy. It was, you know, anything that I would pour in or put into somebody else was definitely not of God. It was definitely not hope. And, you know, I now deal the hope of Jesus Christ inside of prisons and juvenile facilities. And honestly, to women at, at women's events and conferences there, I've spoken and given my testimony. And so many women will come up to me at the altar and say, you gave me hope because you were willing to be honest about mm -hmm. your story. I grew up in church and, and I feel that like there's this pressure on me to be perfect. I have to be the perfect Christian and I can't let anybody know if I struggle or have anything going on and you're honest and open about it and that's freeing. Yeah. And it gives, it gives women hope. Yes, it does. And I do think we create that culture in the church of mm -hmm. not being transparent and putting on a perfectionist appearance and instead of being transparent that we're struggling, but the real gift of God, the real, the forgiveness of God, the chains being broken off of us come when we are willing to be transparent, willing to say yeah. um, the hard things. Um, I know I talk about it all the time, but I had this revelation in taking communion one time that I was like, wow, Jesus asked us to celebrate the most painful part of his story, you know, and he tells us at the communion table to, to, um, you know, give thanks for the body that was broken for his blood that was shed. And I'm like, it's just contrary to what we try to you know, uh, tell others in the church about, and we overcome. Right now, that's good. <laughs> but we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And um, if we're not transparent with that, how will others receive hope? How will, how will they know if they come into a culture that's per they feel is perfect and they'll never measure up? And it's not that we... We just share it all and throw it out on the floor and to everybody we meet. Yeah. But there are those moments where we know they're God moments. And I love that you call yourself a hope dealer. Um, so your ministry is actually called Her Hope Recovery Ministry. And so just share a little bit about that. Yes. So um, Her Hope Recovery Ministry is something brand new. My husband got transferred to a new prison uh, two years ago, and it was 100 miles away from home. So we had to sell our dream home. Uh. I'm not bitter. And uh, <laughs> we had to move to this rural town. And I thought, Lord, there's got to be a reason. So yeah. any, anyway, I, um, I ended up running into women who were in the very same condition I was in when I was a young mother, when my little boy was only two years old, women in this town who are in recovery, they're desperate, they don't have any friends, they're struggling. And I gathered a small group of women together and we do a breakfast club once a month. And we, we, I take them to the assembly of God women's conferences here in yeah. Florida. Yeah. And, uh, we do a Monday night recovery zoom and I'm watching these ladies get their kids back from DCF. I'm watching them have victory over different situations and follow Jesus and fall in love with him and start reading the Bible for the first time. And, 
it's really incredible. And Jesus went across the lake to set one demon, demoniac free. And God sent me to this raw place that I didn't really want to go. <laughs> and there's this small group of women that he loved so much that, that yeah. you know, and so that's how that started. Oh. It's, it's been amazing. Oh, I bet. I bet, you know, because we're better in community. And if we're hurting, we're better in community. What we want to do is isolate ourselves. Yeah. And so for you to create a place for them to have hope and to come and talk and um, be on a journey of recovering is huge for us. And so thank you for doing that. Uh, if you could... Julie, say just one thing to someone listening right now who is struggling like you did. What would you want them to hear? Struggling with addiction? Yeah, or just struggling with fear or insecurity or stepping out in faith. Uh, yeah. I would say, yes, in, in our weakness, God's strength is made perfect God doesn't need what we don't have in order to do a miracle with our life. And when we take our eyes off of ourselves and put them on him, we are able to climb mountains and do all things through Christ. And we oh. do have to do things afraid, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and reading our Bible, prayer, um, finding a healthy community yes. um, that we can share our story. And accountability is also a powerful thing. It's huge. Yes, it's huge. I have an accountability group, um, ladies that I pray with, and we Marco Polo each other every single day and tell each other how we're doing, pray for one another. And um, it's huge. It's huge. We can't be doing this alone and we need people to come alongside of us and pray when we feel like we can't go on and you know kind of steer us when we need to be steered yeah. yes yeah well julie you've said a lot of powerful things and i know that your book all my hope a prisoner no more is available but could you tell us how the listeners can purchase a copy of all my hope absolutely so my website is julieseals.com and if you go to the website uh there is a link that's well a page that says new book you can go there and there is a place where you can purchase the book you can also get it on amazon but if you get it through my website, for every book somebody buys, I give a book to a prisoner. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you heard Julie. Um, go to www.julieseals.com and purchase a book there. And she, for every book purchased, Julie will give a book to a prisoner. So that's a good incentive to not go to Amazon and go to <laughs> julieseals.com. Um, are you on social media, Julie? I am. I'm on uh, my social media profile is Julie Fitzpatrick Seals. I do have a new Facebook page that I created a few months ago, Julie Seals Ministries. And okay. then I'm on Instagram as Julie underscore Seals. <laughs> All right. 
Well, if you want to follow Julie on any of those social media media platforms, you can find her under Julie Seals or Julie Fitzpatrick Seals. Yes. I am going to follow her, so I suggest you do it as well. Here at Women Who Lead, we love um, women who are doing it well, Julie, and you're doing it well. You have stepped out in faith, and um, uh, we're honored here that you would share your story with us and our listeners. And we just want to cheer you on and pray that God opens many, many more doors for you to, um, because your story is profound. It's, it's needed. It's, it's, it's transparent. It's a story of God's forgiveness and, oh, that we would just hear more of those stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Julie, thank you for being part of the Women Who Lead podcast. And um, is there any other thing you want to leave with our listeners today? One last little golden nugget. Yes, actually, um, there is. I would say, and God put this on my heart this morning for your listeners, Lisa, don't let what you see with your natural eyes cause you to forget what God said. And don't let what you don't see cause you to forget the promises that God gave you. Because a lot of times God will give us a promise and we don't see anything happening. We don't see change or we see something that is completely contrary to what we are believing God for and what he said. But behind the scenes is a God who is unfailing and works in miraculous ways and If you get the book, if you read my book, you'll see miracle after miracle after miracle. And God restored my son to my life after I didn't see him for 16 years. And my son got saved the exact way I prayed for years. Wow. And I could not have written my story any better. And I also couldn't have even imagined the way God would work it all out. It's incredible and it continues to amaze me. Mm. Well, I'm, that's a fresh word for us today. It's a word for me today. Um, You know, what you're seeing with your natural eyes, um, don't let that be the meter that you use, but go back. Don't forget what God has said to you. Um, So thank you for that, Julie. And if you're listening to us today, Don't forget the promises of God over your life and what he has said. And um, if Julie can do it, if I can do it, you can do it too. And we're not anything special. Um, We haven't found a secret formula. The only secret formula we know of is Jesus Christ and allowing him to (laughs) be our personal Lord and Savior. And uh, so thank you for listening today. And Julie, you have been a joy. I'm going to order your book off your website. I can't wait to get it and read it. Um, All my hope, a prisoner no more. So go to www.julieseals.com and grab that book from um for yourself and for a friend, um, hey, books are better together when we can have coffee and discuss them. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for listening today to the Women Who Lead podcast. Um, as always, we're cheering you on. You go, girl. You've got this. And um, go get them today. 